All right, hour three of the Plank Show. Welcome in right here on the Ref statewide on the Ref Sports Radio Network, nationwide at krefsports.com, and of course in the KREF app. We're pumped to be joined by David Hale. I'm a big fan of David Hale, having uh, had a chance to talk to him over on Big 12 Radio on Sirius XM and hearing him on ESPNU, and he hit, I mean, just a banger of a story on Brent Venables. He joins us now on the program. First of all, David, very in-depth. Can you just take us through the process? How long had you worked on this story? And kind of, you know, pretty cool access that it appeared like you had, too. Yeah, um, I mean, in some ways, I've probably been working on this story for 10 years. Oh, wow. You know, I, I'm, I'm based out of Charlotte. I cover a lot of Clemson. I've been around Brent for a long time and gotten to know him, you know, fairly well, I guess, over the years. And uh, he's always been a really fascinating person to me. I was sort of among the many who said, like, I wonder, I wonder what's going to ever motivate him to take a head coaching job. And when he did, and certainly when it was Oklahoma, and I, I knew a lot of the history of how much that meant to him. Uh, it was sort of a no-brainer that I wanted to be able to go write the story. And, you know, the, I think the great thing about Brent, I will tell you, he is not somebody who, like, puts at the top of his list of things to do to sit down with the media. He is a hardcore X's and O's, watch some film, get ready for a game kind of guy. But you put him, you sit down with him, and you actually get some time with him. And he, he I almost never know where the conversation is going to go. It is, like, those conversations are every bit as intense as when he's, you know, talking to a linebacker about how to, you know, get to get through an A gap and get to the quarterback. So, um, you know, it was one of those only spent. I probably only spent in front of him half an hour, forty minutes total. But I mean, again, Brent, like he can turn it on like that, and uh, and when he does, you, you really never know exactly where the conversation. Was interesting. You've said, obviously, that you've followed Brent's career very closely. We kind of, as those in this Oklahoma market, have a good read on why Oklahoma, right? I think nationally a lot of people have kind of been asking that question, why Oklahoma? Again, we feel like we know the answer to that question, so I'll ask you this one. How close was Brent to other opportunities before Auburn. Oklahoma? I don't think particularly close. Um, I think there did become a time over the last few years where he started to kind of realize, look, if I'm going to do it, I got to do it sooner than later. Like I can't wait another 10 years for, for the right job. Um, I think he gave thought to Florida state um, a few years back, but that was, you know, if you're at Clemson, you know, pretty intimately some of the challenges at Florida State within their athletics department and sort of a lack of, you know, the buzzword alignment uh, with ADs and uh, financial issues and stuff like that. So I don't think that got close. I think Auburn was a genuine consideration last year. And one of the, you know, one of the things that I talked to his son, Jake, who uh, said, you know, every time a, a job would come up that he took seriously, we all gathered in the family living room and we had a family vote. And he said Auburn was unanimous except for one vote, and that was Brent. He didn't want it. Everybody else thought he should take it. Um, so I think, you know, he, it, it, the thing about the job at Clemson, and, and you can point to the fact that they've been very successful and he made a lot of money, and both of those things are absolutely true. His two sons were both in school at Clemson at the time for the last few years. Um, but that really had become home for him in a lot of respects. And he talks in the story uh, to some great detail about how much Dabo and being around Dabo helped him sort of 
both understand and visualize the culture he wanted to build a program in, but also to sort of accept some of his own um, demons and 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 you know he he said the first time I talked to Dabo it was like a load off of my shoulders that I hadn't known I'd been carrying, and I think that was you know he he had a very he's very he's a very emotional person and he was very emotionally invested in Clemson and so it had to be another place that he could emotionally invest in. And there was really only one other place in the country that he was that emotionally invested in, and that was Norman, Oklahoma. David Hale is our guest. You know, just to be honest, I've always struggled sometimes, David, because I want to talk to you about every single thing in the article, but yeah, I don't want to give anything away. I want people to have to go read your damn article <laughs> on ESPN.com. Please do. We need yeah. clicks. Yeah, yeah. Get, get those clicks up. So I'll, I'll try to ask around it. You, you were at ACC Media Days. So what did you see from Dabo Sweeney, knowing that, hey, not only is Tony Elliott gone, but obviously his defensive coordinator, it's something that, at least from Brent's perspective, well, since Brent's been there, he hasn't had to, to deal with. What did you kind of get from, from Dabo about not just life without Brent, but following what he's seen from afar with Coach Venable so far at OU? Right. You know, actually, my, my favorite interaction related to Brent actually came from Tony Elliott. We were sitting down with him, and he's, He's, again, just like Brett left uh, after long being put, discussed for other jobs and took the head job at Virginia this offseason. And uh, I asked him, I was like, well, how much do you talk to Brent? How much do you talk to Jeff Scott, who is his former co-offensive coordinator at USF now? How much do you talk to Dabo about doing the job? And he's like, well, I try not to bother Dabo too much because I think Brent's on the phone with him all the time. <laughs> so I don't, know, I don't know if that means that, that, <laughs> that Brent's checking in on a daily basis or what. But, but you know, this is... This is sort of, when, when Dabo talks about Clemson, what he always is talking about is a culture. And that, you know, lots of coaches talk about that. Dabo eats, sleeps, and breathes that. And I, you see it in the, in the way that he followed up with his hires. He didn't go looking for the biggest name, the highest-priced coordinators that he could get to replace Tony Elliott and Brent Venables. He hired from within. Uh, he hired a guy who had never actually even been an on-field coach uh, to take over the defense because that coach had worked alongside with Brent Venables uh, overseeing the defense in sort of a more uh, you know big picture structural way for the last few years. So it is it is about I think in some ways Dabo does want to see Clemson continue to evolve. Like he he has said, look, Brent needed to go. It was bittersweet when Brent left, and we you know we shed tears and we hugged, and we I was also overjoyed to see Brent get this chance. But I think also there was part of Dabo that's like, you know, we've been in the same spot with the same people and it's worked, but let's see what the next generation is and let's keep it evolving. Um, but he didn't evolve so much. He wanted to stay with guys who were close to what he has been doing because that culture is so important to him. It is about recruiting guys he thinks are going to fit there, hiring coaches he thinks are going to fit there. And you can argue with whether that culture is the right culture, whether Dabo says the right things, whether – um, you know, he needs to do different things or what. Like, those are questions, and he's got plenty of them this week. But at the end of the day, Dabo's whole thing is, we're going to do it my way, and I need people who are cool getting on board with that. If you're an Oklahoma fan and you haven't read David's piece over at ESPN.com, you probably need to go ahead and go on over there and check it out. It's Brent Venable's purpose was created by Payne, and now he's using it to shape Oklahoma. David, this first eight months for Venables for OU – what are sort of your impressions on the outside looking in on how this eight months has transpired for Oklahoma? And I'm always curious, the outside of Norman perspective, what would you classify as successful for Oklahoma in 2022? I think here locally, 
it's win the Big 12 championship. Get get back on top of the Big 12 bar bar none. That's the minimum around here. But from your perspective looking in, what needs to happen for Venables in Oklahoma? You know, until I went out there, I was out there in the spring, um, I was a little dubious. Like, it's just a lot of guys left, a lot of talented guys left. And a lot of um, the guys who who were there were recruited by Lincoln for a – a philosophy that maybe isn't Brent's philosophy. I don't, I'm, I mean, this. don't just, I might as well be fair, right? Um, I, you know, but I don't think Lincoln and Brent are very similar people. No. So I, and I don't know that their styles are very similar. So I, I don't, you always wonder how is the culture going to work with a bunch of guys who were recruited under a different guy. Um, so I doubted some of those things until I went there and you start, you see how many guys are in there. They're, they're in these, they have, uh, you know, the Soul Mission program, which is pretty much a carbon copy of, of what Clemson did with their Paul journey, which is sort of this holistic uh, way of, of engaging players and, um, you know, guys who are just fired up talking. And Brent is just, he has this palpable energy that it is impossible not to connect with. You see how passionate he is, and it's so authentic and genuine that it's hard for you not to be enthusiastic and passionate about it, too. And uh, and you just I just you could see those fingerprints already, and he's only been there for a few months. So I don't know. Look, this is uh, certainly if you go by what's on paper in the preseason, um, you know, all eight America teams and stuff like that. This is not one of the most talented Oklahoma rosters uh, in recent history. But I also you look at who Brent is, and he's he's the sort of scrappy linebacker who had to fight his way to everything, you know, his whole career. I think he kind of likes that. I think this suits him more than I expected it to. Whether that's enough to win, you know, 10, 11, 12 games, I don't know. I, I, I think it's fair to have questions because this is a massive change. But um, I, do, I do think, you know, Brent enjoys being the underdog, and it's been a while since he's truly been able to be that. So I would not be surprised if he takes this situation relishes it and absolutely makes the most of it you know it's kind of interesting you were talking about some Dabo stuff and I got pretty lucky last week they they did their ladies clinic which again is something that Dabo Sweeney and Clemson had done (laughs) and and I had a chance to spend quite a bit of the day with well a portion of my day with that turnip seed and I got to spend a lot of time around some of the new coaches and David it was it was so refreshing because in all honesty it's some axes and we didn't really have in the past around here but you sense there's a little bit of, of, of Bill Snyder. There's a little bit of, of Bob Stoops. Man, yeah. I, and I don't know what yeah. you thought whenever you were here. There seems to be a whole lot of Dabo in what Brent's doing, too, here yeah. in Oklahoma, isn't there? You're absolutely right. And my, you know, my initial thought on this story, like when you're coming up with a pitch, how are we going to do this, was like Brent Venables worked for three Hall of Fame head football coaches. Let's see how each of them have sort of impacted his view. And I got there, and you're right. You can totally see some Snyder. You can totally see some Stoops. And Bob's there. You know, he's, yeah. he's around the offices. and He's talking to, to Brent a good bit. But it is overwhelming how much of this is Clemson. I mean, Dabo joked uh, when I was talking to him the other day. He's like, Brent just copied and pasted. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. No. Clemson's been winning a lot of football games. And uh, I think, uh, you know, it's funny, too. You mentioned Thad Turnipseed, who, I mean, this is a guy, I don't know. That's not a guy who's a household name. But he was right-hand man for Nick Saban as Nick was building Alabama, right-hand man for Dabo Sweeney as Dabo was building Clemson. And he'll be the first to tell you there's a lot more overlap in that Venn diagram between Dabo and Nick than most people give them credit for. But they do have very different approaches and philosophies. And he said 
Brent reminds me of the perfect hybrid of those two. He has this understanding of the holistic, you know, the, the, the catchphrase that Dabo likes to use is, um, you know, serve the, serve the player's heart, not his talent. And, and that is how Brent is trying to build Oklahoma. But he's got that fire, that drive, that win-at-all-cost desire that Nick Saban has, too. And uh, I remember doing a story a couple of years ago on Dabo and how he really made a point of, like, telling coaches to go home, get some family time, get some downtime. You, you can't just work 100 hours a week. And Brent was like, that was the hardest thing for me to adjust to with, with Dabo because every time he's sending me home, I'd rather be there watching, watching film. And that really sort of sums up who Brent is. I think he sees the value in both of those approaches. And he's sort of become this, I think, I think he's trying to build this, this thing that is probably not quite Dabo because it has to be authentic Brent for him to, to build anything. But it is, boy, it is sure a whole lot of fingerprints of Dabo and Clemson. Again, not to spoil any of David Hale's piece, but this part, I mean, on Deshaun White and him making the tackle and Venables saying, basically, you know, this isn't good enough and that's not perfect. That's what Oklahoma fans, David, have been wanting, especially on the defensive side of the football. I mean, it feels like forever. There's been bits and pieces, good spots defensively for Oklahoma. I don't want to totally take away or eradicate the last decade for OU. There's been some nice defensive performances, but when you look at Oklahoma for 2022 and when I look at Oklahoma for 2022, I mean, I think it is that side of the football. How much progress do they make there defensively immediately I think that's probably what I'm most laser focused on what is it for you in 2022 with Oklahoma yeah no I think you're absolutely right and I don't know that it's fair to necessarily make a apples to apples comparison here but people forget when Brent got to Clemson that was a program that was known as a, a, a team that scores a bunch of points that can't stop anybody and they were coming off an orange bowl Virginia 70 on them and that's why Brent was there in the first place. And they got better the next year. They got even better the year after that. But it was there was a transition period. And I look at it, one of the you know one of Brent's best projects was Vic Beasley, who you know ended up becoming a, a first round NFL draft pick. That dude, when Brent got there, was I think he was recruited as a tight end. And I you talk to coaches that there may not have been a more lost player on the field at Clemson practices more days than not than Vic Beasley. And Brett turned him into a first-round NFL draft pick and one of genuinely the most impactful defensive players the ACC has seen in the last 10 years. So I, I, I caution to say that you've got to have some level of patience because you don't necessarily build what Brett built at Clemson overnight. But, I mean, the progress at Clemson was quick, and you saw this. I mean, it was not hard to see the steps as they were happening. Um, and, and frankly, I think he has probably inherited a better situation defensively here than he did when he got to Clemson. So, look, it is fascinating because Oklahoma's coming off of offensive guru, the, the genius of all offensive coaches and Lincoln Riley and, and the way that, that you know people talked about him and, and the QB whisper and all of that. That ain't Brent. No. Brent's going to do it a different way. And so I, you could tell me that Oklahoma is every bit as good as they have been under Lincoln Riley. It's probably going to look a little bit different. They're going to do it a different way. And so I, I agree with you. I think what he does with this defense, taking the parts that were not necessarily the parts that he would ideally put there, he's really good at taking sort of the spare parts and refining the rough edges and finding a hole for him. That's exactly what he did with Vic Beasley. And I think he could do that there too. 
David, it's a great piece, man. I uh, hope Sooner fans are grateful for the hard work that you put into it. I know I am. Thank you so much for all the time today. Follow David on Twitter, at a David Hale Joint. And, man, I hope we get to talk to you again soon and see you when you come to town. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate you uh, plugging the story. Do it like crazy, man. Thanks for your time. That's David Hale joining us on the Plank Show. we got to take a timeout. Joey Helmer is next right here on The Ref. I wasn't the smartest guy on the planet back then. No. Um, no, nor should you have expected yourself to be. Speaking of Spartan guys, Joey Helmer joins us right now. I forgot to call him. Oh, that's okay. Second. That's okay. Do you need me to pass along a phone number? Poor, poor Joey, man. I feel terrible, dude. I feel terrible. Back-to-back weeks, we forgot. Well, but, okay. I, Big 12 media days, and I told Joey this, was really, dude. Did you see this? I just poured coffee all over myself. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Is I'm it good. still hot or no? No, it's not. I hadn't screwed my... Uh, I'm a travel mug guy now. And by the way, I'll take your travel mug endorsements, whichever one you use, because this one's going to get thrown across the room. We but really I, need some sort of a coffee right. partnership. But you were saying, we told him media days it wasn't going to happen, right? And well, felt- I mean, that was really the thing is. Okay, he's on now. Okay, well, anyway, so Joy Helmer joins us, insider.com. Josh was going through how how we've screwed up, and more specifically as the associate, well, I'm sorry, executive producer of this program, Joy, I'm putting this all on Josh for not letting you know. <laughs> yes. <I agree. laughs> What's up, Joey? How are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing this morning? I feel terrible. I feel sorry about yesterday. I'm just glad I get to hear your voice. It's been it's been quite a week. <laughs> um, okay, first of all, can we just talk about something that I saw on your timeline last night? That I, I, I It was one of those to where as soon as I saw it, I, <laughs> I just started laughing. I think I put my phone down for the rest of the night. Whoever is trying to throw a rumor out there that Oklahoma isn't going to the Big 12, <laughs> I, or, or from the Big 12 <laughs> to the end, I laughed so hard whenever I saw that. I mean, Joey, where does some of this stuff even come from is what I need to find out. I, I guess it's just message board fodder because I I happened to see that. I think it was like Craig Swain or someone, and <laughs> I just started laughing as soon as I saw it. I, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> if Oregon and Washington come to the Big 12, Oklahoma's going to stay in the Big 12? And I just started laughing, and I was like, okay, I, I, I have to tweet and, uh, you know, kind of crack back at this a little bit. So, <laughs> Good call. It, Hey, we're we're in, we're in July, and this is the time of the uh, the hot take slash outlandish comments season. So, uh, who, who knows? You, you can see anything and everything right now, and that's kind of what that was. Yeah, if Oregon and Washington and USC and UCLA and Notre Dame and Clemson all announce they're coming to the Big Twelve Conference, then uh, yeah, maybe OU and Texas will stay. Which, speaking of. USC and UCLA. I don't know that we've talked to you since the announcements were made by the Big Ten Conference, and obviously both USC and UCLA, the respective universities, announced that they're going to the Big Ten. What do you what do you make of the latest bit of college football realignment, college football expansion? Where's this thing in your mind heading next? Well, it officially shows, and I think all of us knew this, but. Uh, geography now has nothing to do with um, the consideration of teams that you're going to have in your leagues. Um, it, it just doesn't. And, you know, this is something that I, I've talked to, 
to some people about this, but I, I don't think I've really said it publicly. I, when you look at the scheduling, and everyone wants to talk about that, obviously football is, is uh, the money maker here and why these things are happening, but um, everyone wants to talk about the Olympic sports and the travel with that, and it will be difficult. There's no doubt about it. It will be. But I think you have to look in the scheduling, from the scheduling aspect of things, it's very feasible because look at what the differences are now with how school kind of goes. There's You're able to do a lot of online stuff. So um, say you're UCLA and – you know, you're – we'll just throw out softball. Okay, so you got to play Michigan, um, however many series you have in the season. But say uh, you, you got Michigan and you got Ohio State. So you can knock those two trips out at once. Go to Michigan one week, um, you know, have some classes on your online and go to Ohio State. And then you've knocked out two of the series. And then you look. Uh, from the scheduling side, from those other schools, you can do the same thing and hit USC and UCLA in, in one trip. And so I, I don't think from a scheduling uh, feasibility aspect of things that it's maybe as difficult as some people think. So in, in saying all that, uh, anything is open now when you look uh, moving forward uh, in terms of this expansion. Uh, obviously, Oregon and Washington, it sounds like uh, they – they would like to go to the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten is holding out on Notre Dame, obviously. That's the, the big chip for them. So I, I still think there's more to happen here as far as the timeline. I, I don't know what that's going to be, but uh, the, the SEC certainly is always proactive, and so I would have to think Clemson, Florida State, some of those schools are uh, ones that, uh, they're absolutely looking at right now if you're to, to expand further beyond 16 there. OUinsider.com, Joey Helmer joins us, big brother here on the Plank Show. All right, so recruiting-wise, quite the jump for Sooner football recruiting. Quite the jump. But uh, as as who was it? Who was the Rams? Akib Tlaib? Uh, we're not finished yet. It seems as if Oklahoma stays involved in quite a bit on the football side. And we got Parker Thune coming up here at noon that's going to be all over it. But, man, what a 180 this month uh, This month of July has been for Oklahoma Sooner football recruiting. Yeah, you know, Josh mentioned, I, I think, that I hadn't talked to you guys since all the USC-UCLA stuff went down. I don't think I've spoken with you guys since this huge flurry of commit uh, that Oklahoma's got. And uh, I think the last time I was on, I, I was kind of cautioning um, Oklahoma fans to, to relax here and uh, things are really going to heat up. Uh, well, I guess that's kind of a pun with the, how the weather's been, I see what you but, did there. I see what uh, you did there. <laughs> but it's, it's really trended in a tremendously positive direction here. And, um, uh, there's more to come still. So Oklahoma, um, man, they, they are really recruiting. This has been a heck of a heck of a month for uh, Brent Venables and company, and um, also both sides of the ball. I mean, you're, you're bringing in elite talent. So about as good as you could ask for so far this first 20 or so days of July. You know, I don't want to just for the next – several months and weeks and years just beat a dead horse here but 
with what Oklahoma's doing in recruiting and where it seems like this class could wind up, Lincoln Riley, he's always going to get tied to what Brent Venables in Oklahoma does going forward, right? I mean, and isn't it sort of a a poor referendum on Lincoln Riley that he sort of heads out of town, makes the sideways comments about it being easier to recruit at USC, and then all of a sudden Brent Venables in Oklahoma are doing this? Brent Venables ain't having a whole lot of trouble bringing in elite talent on either side of the ball right now. I mean, <laughs> you look, and uh, if Oklahoma is to return to an elite defense, which I believe, I, I have no doubt in my mind, that's what's going to happen here. I, I just, I, I truly do. I, and I think they're going to be uh, just as good offensively. I just, that, that's my feel uh, based on Jeff Levy and the, the system that he runs and um, it is going to be an indictment on Lincoln Riley uh, if they're to return uh, to eliteness on both sides of the ball and uh, specifically defensively because um, you're, you're sitting here saying that, you know, you, you essentially can't recruit to, to Oklahoma at that level, and now here is Brent Venables doing exactly that. So um, he, he's going to be linked. There, there's no doubt, right, wrong, or indifferent, uh, that, that that's going to be the case here. Mm. Hey, uh, Joey, real quick, I'll let you go uh, on this. Softball, been a big week. I mean, we haven't even talked since Haley Lee was added to this list. I, I talked to Coach Gasso a little bit on, what was that, Tuesday? Whenever yep. we were out there. Just the excitement. I, I know, listen, I get it, we got football, we got basketball to get through. But, man, the excitement over softball I mean, we're talking year-round. I was I was cruising around the intrawebs last night. I saw like, they had hundreds of people in Twitter spaces talking about softball in July. We've got uh, Team USA adding Grace Lyons to the mix. I mean, this is exciting to see this kind of passion for softball at this point, and we're months away from the season. I know on a personal level, and I know for you too, Chris, on a personal level, it's like it almost makes you – Giddy when you see the excitement for, yeah. for softball. I, I mean, yeah. it does because I, I love the sport so much. And here we are. I mean, my gosh, we're a few months away from, from fall ball and obviously more than a few uh, months away from the, the start of next season. And uh, the excitement level there is just through the roof. And uh, some of the transfers that Oklahoma has brought in, just elite, elite players. So, I, I I tweeted this the other day that, man, are they going to be better? It seems stupid to be even be able to say it, but are they going to be even better next year? And it's a possibility that they will be. So, I mean, it's it's going to be fun. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm like thinking about softball next year, and it's like, well, we, we, we got football season to worry about and basketball too, and Oh, man, it's uh, it's exciting times, though, for Patty Gasso and that program, no doubt about it. Hey, just one more from me, and we'll, we'll get you out of here, Joe. Cycling back real quick to football, Big 12 Media Days, what, what stood out from Oklahoma? I mean, is there anything specific that really caught your attention that either Venables or Marvin Mims or Dylan Gabriel had to say down there? I just thought overall in this – almost seems cliche 
um, to, to say it, but with Brent Venables being there for the first time, I think a lot of people were interested to see how he would handle the bright lights of Arlington and um, all the media, some of the national media that would be there. And I thought he did a fantastic job. I, I thought the representatives that they did, uh, brought there were, were perfect for it. And um, they, they just continue. We've talked about this so many times, but just the positive energy around the program. It, I mean, you see it in so many different ways. And I thought it was an extension of that. Obviously, everyone's going to be uh, very positive in, in July about their team and uh, the upcoming season, but uh, there, there's, a, there's a different feel around this program right now. There, there really is. Love it. You're the man. Joe, you have a good weekend, buddy. Appreciate getting you back on. And we'll talk to you next Thursday at 11 a.m. in the normal slot. We think. I think, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, when we come back, we'll hit the top stories of the day presented by Newcastle Casino next. All right, so we don't, even in the final 20 minutes of the show, we owe you two commercial breaks. In hour three, which, by the way, take care of our sponsors. Hey, can you do me a favor, by the way, Pierce, before we call it a day? Of course I can. Will you play that Stranger Things song, the running up the hill thing? Run up that hill. It's stuck in my head. I'm going to have to hear it. Or well, can you tell me what to look up for that? Look up running up that hill. <laughs> yeah, just right. literally Stranger Let's Things running up the hill. You'll find Let's it in two uh, seconds. Uh, yeah. We're running up, running up. The, yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, like the first thing. Hour three, the Plank Show is brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Call Josh Tucker to Roof Tech for all of your roofing needs. 405-703-4245. That's 405-703-4245. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry with Josh Elmer. I'm Chris Plank. It's Plank Show. Uh, Pierce has been running the program today. We are uh, hanging out with our man Jalen Ross, who is training supreme. Uh, again, I think Jay my, Ross. My favorite story is still whenever I found out that he was still in high school, and the dude's like more mature and accomplished than I am at forty-seven. Jalen, so, come over here to the mic for a second. Can he? You're, you're going to be a senior, is that right? What, the, junior. Junior. Yo, why a junior? That's you're, what you I were thought. only a sophomore when I'm. Bro, yep. What is going on here? He, he met with Casey yesterday, and I was talking uh, to our boss, Casey Vineyard, and she goes, I was blown away whenever he was in high school. And I'm not even kidding. I'm like, he's in high school? I literally thought you were like a junior at Gaylord and were getting ready to graduate. Well, I mean, that is, it's normal. It's happened. Dude. For like wow. the past three years, I get asked, do you go to OU everywhere <laughs> I go? So. So, it's, so I've never said that. I've just assumed it, right? Yeah, Did you no, know you that assumed I assumed it, but a lot of people have. So. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you're not alone. Well, I'm glad you're up here today, man. Have fun and yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to come up. Though I will say, uh, it, I am hot-blooded by it. My man's got a long sleeve shirt on today. But you did come. What time did you get here? You got it early, right? I came in kind of towards the end of the T Row show. Yeah, so. nah, you're good. Okay. I, I'm, I I'm would, impressed. He's one of the most impressive dudes I've ever met in my life. I'm a long sleeve in July and August kind Are you? of guy. Hey, by the way, not many people know it, but you're all over Sooner Scoop, right? You help carrying those guys out? I do. Okay. Okay, I, and I thought I thought you were this Jalen Ross, but I wasn't sure. He also, his dad played at Oklahoma and was a teammate of Dusty, right? Dusty and, Dusty was he a teammate of Teddy's too? I think he came um, in after Teddy, right? 
I want to say it was after. I okay. actually met Teddy a couple years back, and he said he knew who he was. So <laughs> he, Well, Teddy knows I, everyone, I dude. Remember. Teddy's like the mayor. You're around Ted. I'm like, who is that? He's like, that's you know so-and-so and played, and he's from here. Teddy's like a coach. He knows it all. So. And the cool thing about Ted is he is such a people's person that, <laughs> man, he, he loves that's knowing awesome. everybody. And well, welcome aboard, Jalen. It's been good to Thank have you, you today. You. Yeah, and no, we'll, it's cool. Yeah, I, it's cool. I'm not even kidding, dude. I was sitting there whenever – Whenever we met, I just assumed he went to OU. A junior. And he's a junior in high school. Man, My man is Wait, all over the interwebs. Well, you're never going to be here because you're going to play college ball, aren't you? That is the plan. But okay. If it doesn't work out, then yeah, I'll okay. be here. Well, it's always good to have, you know, options. So does this mean that I – or are we Southmore fans here now? or yes. is Go Cats. Big time slug. Big time Southmore. There you yeah. go, baby. Go Cats. How about this? Don't we – now we do all the more schools now here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, on my Friday nights, though, I'm I'm a Washington Warrior guy now. Maybe I can get that. <laughs> you can South- have. You can root for multiple teams. Can I, can I get that Southmore play-by-play gig? That might be it. I might. I would probably really homer out, though. It would probably not go. You're gonna well. have to arm wrestle. I think Steve Marshall for it. Oh, is it. that Steve? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't want to mess with it, though. All right. Um, we have to find a way to get some sports news in here. All right, I, I have failed miserably at this today. It's been a fun Friday show because, and so I'm looking, I'm thinking about everything we've done on this show today, everything that we've laid out. Still, the most popular thing on the Air Comfort Solutions text line is 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 bad food. That's that's been the most. In fact, uh, nobody tweeted on our ACC preview. Not a single tweet on the ACC preview. <laughs> People aren't fired uh, up about the Atlantic Coast. I, I don't. Th- I don't think anyone's as juiced about the ACC as we are. But yeah, not not a single one. Uh, uh, for instance, there was this a uh, butter than peanut butter on your toast. That's where it's at. Funyuns and ranch dip. Mayonnaise on what's mayonnaise? Mayonnaise on chili dogs. Uh, cover fries thoroughly with ketchup. Remove lid from pepper shaker and cover ketchup thoroughly with pepper. That, you know, this wouldn't sound all that strange. That's all we got. That's everything on the Air Comfort Solutions text line is a tribute to the Kentucky quarterback, Will Levis, and his mayonnaise in his coffee. That's all this show has been today. I had a friend named Trent Dulay. I have failed you, Jalen, in what sports talk is supposed to be about today. Sorry, go ahead, Josh. I had a friend named Trent Dulay. Growing up, that would eat. What, what a name. <laughs> yes. It, 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 they were twins. There was Trent and Tyler Delay. They moved to Wisconsin. That's wow. neither here nor there. But he would have, like, butter sandwiches. And, like, if you think about it, you know, a slice of bread with butter in and of itself is not – I mean, that's not that weird, right? I mean, that's – Yeah, that's, sure. But sure. the idea of a butter sandwich, as a kid, that was always – so disgusting to me. It was like, dude, will you just grill? Well, can I um, can just I, toast it? What was your friend's name again? Trent Dulay. Okay. Um, can I tell you what? Because I used to have butter sandwiches all the time. Uh, he was one of us. He was one of the poor's. So that's what you have when you're poor. <laughs> this family was not poor. Oh, man. okay. This all is, right. This is like the family that I went over to, and really the whole neighborhood went over to. And well, maybe they were poor because of this. We would, dude, <laughs> we would ravage through those cabinets over at the oh, playhouse. Hold on, stop the show! I can't get to sports news. We're going to have to break and cleanse the palate, especially after this from the four hundred five. Are right, you ready? Yeah. This takes the this takes the cake over everything that that Terry sent in on the what what did he what did he say? He puts nacho cheese in an olive or something of that nature, which the is very unique to whiz. me. 
All right, cheese whiz. Thank you. String cheese. My cheese whiz. This is from the 405. My buddy Bo eats applesauce on his pizza. So many questions, okay? So uh, okay, so I got Pierce. Pierce, you went applesauce on pizza. Are you thumbs upping that bad boy? No, <laughs> I'm barely even an applesauce guy by itself. I'm not a huge applesauce guy, but I'll eat it. Like we have this whole drawer of applesauce for some reason because one time my daughter's like, "I love applesauce, I'll eat it." So we went to Sam's and bought one of those boxes of applesauce. And literally the first time she had it, she goes, "Ooh, this is terrible." So it's You're like, like Whoa! it's like Wait, I can bring it up here. There's like 800 things of applesauce that we could always have. But I, okay, I have questions. Like, if you talk about things on pizza, you dip it, right? It's like maybe put a little ranch. We're a big ranch family, especially Hideaway Ranch, and you dip pizza in, or Masios. But, like, do you spread the applesauce on? Is I it- guess, yeah, I would imagine. So, uh, pineapple on pizza, yes, no? Okay, I'm a no. Yes. I'm a no. Big yes. But my family is all in, right? Jalen, you're a no? Okay. I'm a no. No, okay. It's, when we get pizza, when we get pizza, when the Plank family gets pizza, there is half of what I want on one and half of what they want. And inevitably they want Canadian bacon and pineapple. I want sausage or pepperoni, pepperoni or tradition. Right. I, I'm I'm very much a simpleton when it comes to that. I don't need to be fancied up. But it's not bad. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, applesauce on pizza is kinda oh, like pineapple pineapple. Yeah, it's of the pineapple family. I mean, I can't imagine you would put that much of it on there no. though. <laughs> I'd much rather have a pineapple pizza than yeah. Applesauce. But you're all in on pineapple. I'm all the way on pineapple. I would consider myself a pineapple expert. Oh. Um, I, not a pineapple, a pizza <laughs> expert. I've worked at five different pizza places and helped open multiple ones back home in Texas. Okay. All I right. like you better as a pineapple expert. But, okay, so we got clarification. He dips it. So you get the pi- the applesauce. Okay. Because eh, in my mind... I imagine him getting the pizza and then like spooning the applesauce. <laughs> no, I know, me too. It was, it was really putting me into a poor headspace. Imagining right. him just dumping Listen, applesauce other, on it. I, I don't get a single text on the ACC or Miami and the turnover chain and uh, doing all this work on over unders. But in the span of of twelve seconds, we've got eighty five on different food combinations. People are passionate about their food. Cream cheese, ham, and bacon. Add a little pepper and garlic. That like, sounds good. Do we, we're talking a sandwich here, right? I mean, it's just not – I don't know how you would eat it if you didn't have it on, like, two slices of bread or something. Crackers. Or, or a you pita. Could, crackers could okay. work there. Uh, the, the, I think some of y'all are just trolling me right M&M's now. M&M's on my hot dog is wild. M&M's on my hot dog, just M&M's. Salty-sweet combo is perfect. I, I actually am down for that. That sounds like a good movie theater treat. Like you kind of, you know what I mean? It's like the same thing so, as like having a bite of the hot dog and peanut m and Two, two things know? that are that are going to happen. Number one, I'm going to try that. I can't today because I ate like five hot dogs yesterday and my body's <laughs> yes. still trying to recover. You do need to rehabilitate. But so, someone went viral on Twitter with two things. Number one, mustard on watermelon. Someone's losing their mind. I'm not a watermelon guy, so I can't. Watermelon, cocoa melon, melon period. Uh, I, I, that's not my thing. I can't do it. But. The Bush and the Mountain Dew. Have you seen this? Dude, and again, I, well, Jalen hasn't seen it. He like, can't drink. Like <laughs> the beer? Yeah, so he takes a Bush beer, and this guy's like, I love Bush beer. I love Mountain Dew. Someone told me if I put them together, it's the greatest drink I've ever had in my life. So he takes his cup. Dude, probably a little older than me. Well, I say that only because he didn't have any hair. And he pours half of it with Bush, 
Half of it was Mountain Dew, takes two drinks, and comes up and says, this is the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. Man, I don't know. I, I'm real – I have a tough time or have in the past, like, using Mountain Dew as a mixer for Anything. vodka. It's like, dude, I don't want to risk ruining right. the Mountain Dew. Or you're, you're, not, you're not even right. – you're just hammered, and you're wired, and you're wide awake. So, anyway – Thank you guys for making sure that we know sports doesn't matter. So get out of, get back to sports, yeah, guy. Thanks. You can shut it for today. But we'll wrap up with a couple headlines next. So this is a scene in. I haven't watched Stranger Things yet, but is this like at the end of it or something? Is that I, what it is? No, it's. I think it's okay. kind of throughout okay. season four, but. This is on my upside down Spotify playlist. I can tell you. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it's on everybody's upside down you know Spotify playlist. What's wild is like it's it's number one on on every chart and every download. And they were asking her about it, and she didn't know Kate Bush, <laughs> and she didn't know anything about the show or anything. It's just all of a sudden, it's like, wait, what's going on here? Why is this popular? Again? Well, because uh, you are a part of a phenomenon. Do you want a good laugh? Go back and watch the video from whenever the movie dropped, or uh, when the when the song actually dropped. It's. It's 80s hair personified. Oh, yeah. You're going to love it. Uh, Boy, that's nice. I mean, wouldn't it be cool if you and I had created some song and- 20 years later. (laughs) Streaming entity that- I mean, Stranger Things this season, the unveiling of those final two episodes, you know it said streaming records. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like the most ever. Which, by the way, I have to laugh where Netflix is like, we still need to fight to you know, find a show, an, an anchor show. And I'm like- You've got it. You've got Stranger Things. I know. And they're going to totally ruin it, too. They're taking the Star Wars approach. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're they're going to uh, do like a big spinoff series in the future. It's Yeah, it's going to be terrible. But I anyways. I don't care what the little curly-headed tubby boy is doing with the rest of his life, man. Come on. i, I got to find out what's going on in the upside-down world. Sorry, I totally derailed this last. Do you, would you like one final piece of news to take everybody into the weekend? Is it sports-related? No, I, I was. I thought maybe you had <laughs> oh, something you wanted to share. Yeah, Kyler Murray signed a big contract. Uh, two things: number one, we're not going to learn anything about Deshaun Watson this weekend, and uh, by Monday we'll be a day closer to college football. How's that? I love uh, it. You'll be out at the coach's luncheon. My goal is to be there. We'll see. My flight back from India is early in the morning, but. Uh, Pierce, Jalen, great job today, man. Josh, have a great weekend. Show never stops on Twitter at Plank Show at Josh on Ref. Everybody follow us at KRF Sports. We'll see you back here on Monday. See you later. Tune in next.